Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. And we're delighted once again that you're with us. And we're delighted to have a guest. We've got uh, Pastor Dale, pastor in Gilbert, Arizona. And he was with us on our previous episode. We talked about when worlds collide, when you've got uh, a mixed marriage of someone in a performance-based religion and someone who's not, and just some good, solid biblical counselor. Pastor Dale is not only a pastor, but he's a Christian counselor. And so we really wanted to tap into his expertise and life experience. Um, But in this episode, we want to go in a slightly different direction because, um, Dale, you've been involved with people, not just in Mormonism, which there are a lot of those people in the Gilbert, Arizona area, Mm -hmm. but with people also in from a new age background. Let me tell this story, Dole, because this is how all this started. A few years ago, I was invited on a radio show, Christian radio show out of Los Angeles. And the host's name is Frank Sante. When I read his book, I I freaked. Some of his dates (laughs) were the same as my dates. Some of the, I mean, it it was a bizarre thing, right? Frank's first time of interviewing me, he broke down and cried on air. Oh my. Wow. He was so moved by this story. And I think because in a lot of ways it paralleled his. Well, why did it parallel his? Yeah. Frank is out of New Age. Well, what does New Age have to do with Mormonism, you say? A lot of religions that are not biblically Christian have some similarities and Mormonism certainly has some similarities to new age and new age actually um, is a place that often people go after Mormonism. I've and seen that happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. For that. So um, we want to talk to pastor Dale today about how there are some similarities with performance-based religions outside of Mormonism. In particular, today, we're going to talk about New Age. Well, that sounds great. And if I remember right, I remember one of you or both of you saying that, Pastor Dale, you actually had a connection with Sontag. So (laughs) you may want to start with that story. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised to hear that Frank cried. Um, Frank, Frank is a very um, sensitive man, and I love him for that. I've known Frank for almost two decades. Um, I used to call into his radio show when he had a, a new age radio show on Sunday nights in Los Angeles. I used to call into his show and, and pose questions to him about Christianity. And then, um, oh, yeah, he would hang up on me. And Frank, if you're listening, if you're listening, you know that you hung up on me a few times. Um, but my brother, this is a small, small, it's an amazing story. My brother was a radio producer. So my brother got hired by Frank. Oh. And my brother became the producer of the Impact program that was on KLOS in Los Angeles, 95.5. And um, Frank would do overnights there on these Sunday nights and, and basically do a four-hour new age call-in show. 
So I, but before my brother got that job, like I said, I used to call him. Well, when my brother got that job, I, I wanted to meet Frank somehow, some way. Well, my brother and Frank became very good friends very fast. And so I had the opportunity to meet Frank and develop a relationship with him, a friendship with him over a period of years. It, this, uh, his his uh, transition out of new age into Christianity took a decade. Oh, and, wow. Um, if, you, if those of you who have read Frank's book, you know that it was my brother and uh, myself who were out on a golf course with Frank and Frank was just about to putt. And I, I asked him probably for the hundredth time, Frank, who is Jesus? And that started a conversation that day that um, led us off the golf course into a lunch booth there in Fullerton, California, and um, just talking for hours about the Jesus of the Bible and the contrast of living life with Jesus or living life pursuing other means of spirituality. Um, the New Age love spirituality. I think a lot. I think most people love spirituality because there's there's something transcendent about it, and they yes. seek after it. I think mm -hmm. the human heart desires a connection with God. But we're we're and spiritual beings. We're not just physical. Right. We're not just emotional. We're not just social. We're also spiritual, and we that's can't ignore right. that component to who we you are. Can't. And Frank was very spiritual. He he wanted answers. He was seeking after answers, and he became a teacher of the New Age movement, especially in the Los Angeles area, where he would do talks and and people would come to him and hear his uh, what he had learned about his own journey on spirituality, and he would share it with them. But I, but I sat in that booth, that lunch booth with him, and I, I shared my journey of spirituality, and it, and it was centered on Christ. And uh, long story short, I encourage you to read the book if you, if you don't have it. Um, I think it's, what, I forget the name of it, Lynn. Do you remember the, like, Finding Home or oh, Journey Home? Or... This is why we have show notes. Frank we'll include Sontag. a link to the book in the show Frank notes. We'll put it and we'll put it in the, Joel will put it inside the show notes. Um, you'll read about that story. And uh, that day, Frank... Um, became a Christian. He wow. gave up years and years of pursuing, pursuing his version of spirituality. And then he finally submitted to what God says true spirituality is. And since then, that story has been amazing. I mean, Frank has got the number one drive time uh, radio show in Los Angeles right now. It's a Christian radio show. And he is the number one show in Los Angeles. And uh, I think he's in San Diego now. So he's doing fantastic. He's growing in his faith. He's growing in his influence for the Lord. And uh, I love him very much. And this was like, how long ago? How long has he been a believer now? I think he just, I think he's celebrating his 11th year as okay. a Christian. Cool. So, so tell us a little bit about <laughs> what New Age is, what folks in New Age believe and follow, and then um, maybe we can talk about how some of that relates to Mormonism. Yeah, that's a fascinating question, Lynn, because New Age is what you make it. So there really isn't a, um, there's a very wide swath of, that can fall underneath the New Age movement. And really the, to be a teacher in the new age movement, you kind of have to have your own angle. So there's not a lot of discipleship going on, on a, in, in new age. It's, it's a, it's a lot of encouragement to find your, your spiritual truth um, on your own. So it's, there's just a wide, wide um, answer to that. And, and so, but some of it, some of it is, is that we uh, we're created for a purpose 
So, you know, that makes sense because the truth is written on every human heart and we're created in the image of God. So purpose makes sense that people would try to pursue what their purpose is. Um, and then, but as most religions um, veer off, it's, it ends up becoming a personal pursuit of happiness, a personal pursuit of, of uh, contentment, um, which on the surface all sound great. I mean, we all want personal happiness. We all want personal contentment. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but we, but, but new age, they try to do it without a God. They try to do it. Uh, maybe that's not entirely fair. They, I think some new age people will say there's a higher being, mm-hmm. but yeah. that he's not a bully and he's not a boss. He wants you to find your own nirvana on your own. Um, so wouldn't yeah, you ahead. say you're your own God in that instance? You could, you could there, there, um, I think, I think the majority of, um, of new age lean towards, um, godhood, like that they're their own gods and they create their own, they create their own reality. Um, which, you know, logically you get into some problems with once you start challenging them, they've got a hard time kind of untying that knot. Um, but also there's a form of pantheism that could fall underneath the new age, which uh, God is in everything. So God is in my microphone. God is my, you know, my monitor, He's in my shirt. He's on my dad. I mean, so it, it just really, again, it, it's, it's really hard to put your thumb on one thing when it comes to new age outside of it's, it's a, a, it's a desire and a pursuit to pursue happiness and maybe even pursue the creator, but it's in your way and not his way. So in our, in our book, um, leaving Mormonism, why four scholars changed their mind. In the very last chapter, as we're giving evidences and reasons to believe in God, the very last section that I wrote is called, So You Still Want to Be Your Own God. So in Mormonism, right, you're pursuing this path where you're going to get better and better and closer to perfection and men can eventually become gods and have their own worlds and all of that. And yet folks leave Mormonism and then never think there's anybody smarter than they are. (laughs) And then they continue I think, to pursue being your own God. You're the smartest for your life. You're going to make your decisions. Um, And the difference between that and the biblical God that I found is a total dependence and belief on him and allowing him to direct my life, right? And my trying to make it up as I go along and somehow it's moral and ethical and good. Yeah. I think at the, at the very core of this conversation is just who's in control and um, yeah, we can unpack that a ton, but the, the not wanting to give up control um, and even verbally um, assent to a reality that there might be somebody outside of me that's in control is a very dangerous proposition for not not just new age or LDS or is for mankind. Uh, going back to you know the garden, Eve had a decision to make. Who's in control? Right. Is it yeah. is it God who gave who told me what was safe for me, who told me what was good for me, um, or is it what I want to do uh, through the temptation and 
you know, try something that might not be good for you. But I, but so what happened in the garden was a trans, a transference of control and and thus the fall. And I think mankind has been, has been playing that out now for thousands and thousands of years. And thankfully God gave us a solution to it. Uh, but we need to submit to the reality of who truly is in control. And it's the God who created you and created the universe. Um, he deserves our worship. He does. He deserves our obedience because he's perfect and we're not. So we, right. we try to pursue perfection and that's all performance-based religions. We try to pursue perfection, but here, just logically, just logically, if you sin once, perfection's out the door. Yes. If you fall short once, one time, tell one lie, steal one pack of gum, whatever it is, you are no, it's no longer possible for you to be perfect. Right. So why do you continue to pursue it? Right. And why James, <laughs> James kindly exacerbates the whole problem because he says, listen, if you keep all the commandments and you break one of them, you've now become guilty of all of them. That's right. Whether you've done it. So yeah, he kind of raises that whole, this is an impossible goal, people. And this is why we need God. It's why we need Jesus. Like we talked in our last episode, Jesus does it for us. Jesus does the will of the father perfectly. He lives a perfect life. He fulfills all the laws, all the commandments. Since you've worked in, in both of these areas, and it sounds like you had some experience, obviously, in New Age, even before Frank, if you're calling into his kind of New Age radio program, some background in that philosophy and that worldview, what have you seen as you've now been in Gilbert, Arizona, and I don't know how many years you've been at? Um, 10 years. I've been here 10 years now. Okay, 10 years at Redeemer. That's great. What have you seen maybe as parallels in the worldviews between the uh, LDS worldview and the new age worldview, anything you see similar there? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, think the I want you to talk about spirit guides at some point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think at the very core, it's the, the pursuit of uh, being known and knowing okay. is there. And also um, being accepted is part of that too in community. But I think at the very core is we all want to know who our creator is. And we're on this journey of, and I think even atheists believe this. So they just, you know, they're not honest about it necessarily. So send your emails to Lynn, please, not me. But um, (laughs) there's, there's something at our very core, but because of the fall, it's been, it's been, um, it's been, I think about computer software. There's, there's, there's a, a virus inside of us. We don't see things as they, as they really are. It's been distorted. But we, but we have, but we have this desire because we're created in the image of God. We have a desire to know him. And I think because of that virus, the, the, the software um, virus we have, which is sin, it distorts, it distorts our reality. But, it's, but there's still something so deep in us that pursues truth and pursues like where did i come from and where am i going that we go on all these journeys so i I think there's a lot of similarities between every religion not only lds and new age but um every religion that's ever been i think starts with a the core question of who am i and who's my creator and how do i and how do i figure this out right okay so what, Lynn, you were asking him to pursue the whole spirit guides thing. I'm curious about that and that connection between new age spirit guides and then LDS. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, maybe Dale can tell us eventually what New Age spirit guides are. But but in the LDS church, I expected for the dead to appear to me, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you go to the temple, you're doing work for your dead. And then you expect them to appear to you in the temple and thank you. And or appear in your sleep or at the end of your bed in the middle of the night, some night. That was not an unusual conversation to have in Mormonism. So we believe that the dead would come back kind of as helpers for us, right? And that, okay. that we could yep. talk to them and they could give us good advice, that kind of thing. So tell us, uh, Dale, how that would be similar to what some folks do in New Age. I think it's, I think it's more than similar. I think it's the same thing. I think, I think it's a, there is a, um, I think it's the same reason people pursue, you know, um, palm readers or, or, you know, people who conduct seances and, and try to reach uh, loved ones on the other side. I think it goes back to what I just said a few minutes ago. We all have a desire to try to figure out what's happening and who is this God and who am I in this and people that I've loved who are no longer here, where are they? And, um, the Bible is very plain. It gives us all the answers, uh, but you have to find your way to the scriptures and then you have to, you know, figure out a way to trust in those scriptures, which, you know, depending on my theology, as I read the scriptures is that God allows and gives and grants you that he, you, you, which is very spiritual, by the way, like I, I can't understand God without his Holy spirit illuminating to me who he is. Right. So, so does that make sense? Yes. So, an yeah. example of that, right, is I'm a new Christian. I'm reading through the Old Testament and I hit this passage on necromancy. Hmm. I'm like, what's that? Right. So I look up necromancy and it's talking to talking, trying to talk to the dead. Yeah. Right. And you're Something. warned against it in the scripture. Right. So the <laughs> yeah. scripture says, do not touch danger, um, which should tell us there is a there is an unseen realm. There is a spiritual realm that we cannot visually see. Ephesians chapter six in the New Testament talks about that realm. Um, the New Old Testament talks about that realm and, and warning us as followers of God not to enter into that realm, yeah. which tells me that um, there's danger there. Right. Well, right. we're even so, warned that the messengers and the people, the spirits in that realm are going to look good. That's right. That Satan disguises himself as an angel of light and his messengers likewise um masquerade yeah. as servants of righteousness and maybe you guys know the the address on this one but um because like it's not coming to me but to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord is, is what i think the apostle paul wrote that right and if that's true it's, it's like if i if i leave this shell and my soul leaves this shell and i'm present with the lord i can't be here like I can't be showing up in Lynn's bedroom. I can't, you know, to, to warn her or talk to her or affirm her faith or whatever. And I say that with the utmost of respect. Um, as it's, I've been a pastor for almost 17 years now. And what, I, what I've noticed is that the spiritual realm is more dangerous than we think it is. And I've seen it, I've seen it um, hurt a lot of people. And I've, I've been involved in helping unwind and help people heal when they've gotten themselves into Ouija boards and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I think bottom line is the pursuit of wanting to know there's this hunger inside of us that we want to know, like, what is this about? Where are our loved ones? Where are we going when we die? Um, mm -hmm. All I would say is if you're interested in answering any of those questions, 
pick up your Bible. If you don't have one, write to Lynn, write to Joel, write to me, and I'll yep. send you one. We'll get you a Bible. <laughs> we'll get you a Bible. I, you just just read, and God will God will show you who He is, and in light of who He is, He will show you who you are, who He wants you to be. That's this is where the answer is found. It's not found in spirit guides. It's not found in in uh, dead relatives who are coming from eternity back into um, our our bedrooms or wherever it is into the temple. It's it's right here. It's in the word. God will tell you who he is and he will tell you who you are. He'll tell you your problem and then he'll give you the solution, which is the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And for people who may be interested in pursuing this, um, our, our previous executive director at IRR, um, Dr. Rob Bowman, um, actually co-authored a book called um, What the Bible Says About Angels and Demons. And it's nothing but a biblical study on those two topics and kind of sorting out myth from biblical fact and biblical teaching. And so uh, we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes too, um, a link to it. So if it's, if it's an area you want to pursue and get into deeper, there's some great resources to help you find where in the Bible this is addressed because um, it can, it can become kind of daunting to say, okay, where do I even start, you know, looking for this? So I don't know how much time we have left, but if you, if you look at what's going on on your television or your streaming, your streaming apps, there's a lot of shows out there. that are ghost hunting shows, um, trying to talk to dead people. Is it a demon? Yes. Is it a human spirit? And trying to figure it out. There is a, there is a, um, in the last decade, especially there's just been a kind of a making it normal in our culture. So it even falls outside of religion or the pursuit of God. Now it's just plain, just old curiosity where you have people who are, I mean, and these shows are watched by millions and millions and millions of people. Now in one sense, it affirms the Christian worldview that there is a spiritual realm on the other right. sense, it doesn't put it in that context. And it just, people who have no idea how dangerous it is to be doing what they're doing uh, right. and trying to normalize it. So we're living in fascinating times where um, I think this is going to become much more normalized. Um, communing with spirits, uh, I think we'll, we'll eventually get outside of the, um, the box of religion, if you will. It'll become much more of a, you know, like it was in the past, much more of a pagan practice. And that's, that's, that's returning as we even record this podcast. The pagan, the pagan aspect of spirituality is returning. Right. Well, and oh. as, as this show um, goes forth in Mormon territory, you talked about angels and demons, Joel, a second ago. The angel Moroni from the Book of Mormon supposedly was a prophet who died and then came back as an angel. Now, there are a number of people, right, who also believe that the dead can come back not just as spirit beings, but as angels. I was shocked when I read the Bible to find out that angels were a whole different species and that humans yes. do not morph into angels when they die. That's perhaps <laughs> yes. for another, another podcast. That might make for an interesting podcast episode. <laughs> um, totally agree, you know, Pastor Dale, that, that it is a fascinating and also incredibly dangerous area to get sucked into without... A relationship with Christ. And, and really that's part of what happens is it's a counterfeiting. People want this connection with the spiritual world. They want a connection with the spiritual realm. And we're offered that. We're offered that by our connection with Jesus Christ, a very real person who is God made flesh. 
and who makes that connection possible by sending his own spirit to be in us. Mm. So we have an incredible, deep, intimate, organic connection spiritually, Mm -hmm. but that's only available through this redemptive relationship with Jesus, where you give up on your own ability to figure everything out and manage and handle it and do it all yourself. And you go, no, God, I can't, I've got to turn it over to you. So yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to look into that. So that's how we started the podcast, right? It's about who's in control. Absolutely. Are you, you going to let God of the universe, the creator of all things be in control, or are you going to take the reins and try to figure this out on your own? So, and most humans don't know that God's big enough right. to, to, and that he loves you enough. I right? say big enough and personal enough. You can enough. trust him to do that for your life. That's why podcasts like this are so incredibly important that they're shared, uh, that you subscribe, that you like, whatever it is, and get this out to as many people as possible. Um, if you have a podcast that's teaching biblical things and trying to point people to Jesus Christ, the, the, the Jesus of the Bible is what I always say, mm-hmm. um, share it. Be bold. Have some courage. Share it. Be weird. Christians are weird, right? So be weird in this world and share the truth because Lynn's a, Lynn is absolutely right. People don't know because they've not been told. And that's why evangelistic yeah. ministries like this and, and us, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, are so critical for us to follow through on. Thank Absolutely. you. We pray someday we'll be on the radio in the Phoenix area. Oh, yes, we'd really wait. love that. So, Well, talk to me offline. We might be able to make that happen. Absolutely. God is good. Well, once again, thank you for being with us on another podcast episode. Listener, viewer, however you happen to have joined us or found us, we're delighted to have you along for the ride. So again, Pastor Dale, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, can I just say, if you're in the area, if you're in the Gilbert area, you want to come visit our church, you can find our website at RedeemerAZ.org. And you can find us on YouTube underneath Redeemer Bible Church, Gilbert, Arizona. Fantastic. Grace and peace to you, man. Blessings. Till next time, so long. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals. Mm-hmm.